0: War is coming to Greece. And only a tidal wave of heroes' blood can save them. Attack! Rated R. Experience it in IMAX 3D March 7th. Hello, everyone. It's Rico, and I am back, back from my trip to China and here podcasting once again. Today is, what is it, March the 9th already, uh, 2014. This will be podcast 478. Uh, Yeah, I had a really good trip to China, uh, good uh, on the work front, good on the sightseeing front, and going to talk about that a fair amount on today's podcast going to be kind of a casual relax show i'm just going to kind of get caught up uh or catch you guys up also on the things going on in the, the world of geekdom over the last couple of weeks things that i missed a little and uh talk about trek and and like i said talk quite a bit about uh china too i think and share some of my uh thoughts about how that all went uh not as geeky as normal maybe but i think it'll be enjoyable and hopefully interesting to you guys listening And to start us off with, I've been searching on YouTube a little bit this morning for uh, some of our favorite sci-fi with a Chinese language in them. Uh, I was looking for Star Trek to begin with, but that actually seems to be a little hard to find on YouTube. But I found a little Star Wars with Chinese in it, so uh, listen to a little bit of that. And I'll be back uh, after that and talk uh, some more about my trip and... uh, other geeky topics of interest on and sci fi. Xingqio Da Chang Hanjio Yi Qian Tai Yiga Xing Yuan, Yuan Yiguren Jiao Luke Skywalker Han Xi Huan Shuo Chong Wen Suoyi Ta Da Darth Vader Darth Vader Shi Yiga Xia Uduren Ta Da Luke De Pong all right, I'm back and uh, what you heard there was I, I think it's a little bit at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back dubbed in uh, what you know the opening titles and things uh, in Chinese, but I'm not completely sure because it seems short. It seems shorter than, uh, I think it's an edited sort of version of it. Uh, I'll play a little bit more of that here in a a bit. Um, But uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, I'm almost, eh, maybe about three quarters of the way adjusted back to time. Um, I was in uh, China, basically in Shanghai for about 10 days, uh, and got back last week on Wednesday night. Yeah, and had to work the next couple of days, so that made it a little bit tricky and a little rough, but uh, it's uh, taken some time to get adjusted back to the time. Just when I got kind of adjusted to the time over there, I, I came back. <laughs> to get, it's, about a, um, it's about a, from Detroit to Shanghai, it was a direct flight, and it's, I think going there was about a 13 and a half hour air flight, 13 and a half, 14 hour flight. It's a little shorter on the way back. It's about probably about an hour less than that on the way back. Uh, both feel about the same to me lengthwise, although I think, I think it was a little bit more tiring going, uh, you know, or sorry, coming back because going there, I was kind of fresh. It was also a flight that left around noon uh, during the day. So if you stay up 14 hours from noonish, you know, that feels like, what, 2 a.m. to you. Which isn't too bad, but when I left, I left around 6 p.m. Uh, Shanghai time. And then, you know, you're you're basically traveling what feels like through the night to you when you come back. So, it, to me, it was more uh, tiring on the flight coming back, I think. Although, I kind of got uh, revived at the end and, uh, you know, just tried to stay up when I got home a little bit. And then get back to, you know, normal time frame it does take a while both ways. I, I feel a little, uh, head feels a little bit stuffy and, and, and still from, uh, you know, being on an airplane that long, not only is it tiring, but the, the air is very dry. You know, you try to drink a lot of water and tea and things like that, but it tends, it tends to sort of dehydrate you a little bit. I don't know how people who are flight attendants and pilots and all the rest who are on planes pretty much almost every day, I don't know how they deal with it. That Maybe there's some magic trick you can do later. Put a put a humidifier in your room at the hotels that you stay at, or, or what it is. But uh, it's it can it can, uh, can kind of suck the life out of you. I feel like, uh, and uh, certainly not something I'd like to do all the time. I, I don't mind it. I like to travel to see new places. I don't really mind the air, you know, flying at all. It doesn't scare me or bother me or anything like that. But being kind of tall too doesn't help, you know. You get squished down in those seats for that much time. It's it's difficult, and uh, I only flew sort of uh, coach slash economy, whatever they call it these days, both ways. I had an aisle seat, so that wasn't too bad. Uh, and on the way back, yeah, surprisingly, I think because it was a middle of the week flight, there was actually some uh, there were actually some open seats on the plane, and the seat next to me. Was open, so that that helped a little bit. But uh, yeah, the, you know, so the traveling part of it was good. I'm going to start today's podcast, obviously, talking about the trip to China. I, I feel like uh, it may be of interest. You know, a lot of people uh, out there may not have been out of the country. Uh, whether you're listening from the United States or other countries, some people travel quite a bit. Some don't travel much at all, uh, either for for work or for pleasure. Most of uh, these kinds of trips and travel for me. Over the years, has been for work. Uh, I've gone a little bit on my own, but you know, Lynn and I years ago went on a trip to the United Kingdom to England uh, for fun, which was which was great. But I've been to Germany, Taiwan, China. uh, You know, for uh, all those trips were really basically for work, although each time I got a chance to sort of see the sights a little bit, which is fun. And that happened on this trip too. I put a lot of pictures up. I'll put links in today's uh, notes, to today's show, uh, and I still have a lot more pictures I want to post up, but they're on Flickr and my Facebook page, the Trexan Sci-Fi Facebook group, of course. Uh, actually, I think i just put been putting the pictures up on uh, my personal Facebook page, so if you have access to that. Also, of course, on the forum, on the Trexan Sci-Fi forum, there are pictures there, so... Uh, but I'll put more links, like I said, in today's show notes, uh, especially to Flickr, where I, I tend to put most of photos that I like to share and keep up. There are things from past trips of Germany and Taiwan there as well. But, the um, yeah, the trip was basically a trip to go to, uh, well, we have a global kind of meeting for our automotive team. Uh, I work for, um, you know, for a company called Axo Nobel. Uh, and do I do powder coatings, marketing, and, and uh, work with the OEMs in Michigan and Detroit area and the big three and all. So it was a big meeting with people from Europe, people from Asia, people from uh, the United States there. Getting together, probably about a couple of dozen of us all, all told uh, for a week of meetings and meet and greets and a lot of dinners <laughs> and a lot of drink. And I'll talk a little bit about that here in a, in a few, but... Uh, you know, it, 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 it's one of the things about Star Trek, I think, that always appealed to me when I was younger and still appeals to me to this day is this idea of uh, both different uh, different people on Earth. You know, we've got Asians and people from all over the world uh, on the bridge of the Enterprise and the shows and and throughout the different series. You have aliens, too and you know just people from the european countries from the african countries from from asia from from just all all kinds of places uh, around the world coming together and working together and and you know there were days that when i was on this trip that that it felt very much like i was part of and this is going to be my geeky side coming out but you know part of the federation (laughs) sort of you know rico knows the difference between reality and fantasy yes Uh, but you know you look around these tables and there are people from speaking in, in in german accents and Asian accents from China and from Indonesia and Japan and Korea there uh, all in this room together working together and, and uh, going out and being friends and and you know toasting each other and having drinks and it's just uh, you know sometimes I, I, I when I would see that I, I would and then hear about some of the crazy things going on around the world right now and with the stuff with Russia uh, it, it's just it, it it, it kind of disappoints me in a way sometimes that uh, people can't really get along is the simplest way to put it and, and come together and, and and work together rather than you know to just focus on differences and and, and say our way is the better way and you know it, it just um, it's just really good. it's really great actually and getting to know people from other cultures I think goes a long way to to making you a lot more of a kind of a well-rounded understanding kind of person you know there's many people that never get a chance and and i really i'm grateful to to have that kind of opportunity and i it it does help to have i think the the mindset that i have and and if you you are open to new ideas new ways of uh, looking at things and also certainly new new culture, new food, (laughs) language. I'm terrible with language. I know a few, you know, Chinese slash whatever Mandarin is really, I think what they call it, um, words mostly from Firefly, (laughs) but, uh, you know, they appreciate that. The, the, you know, Ni Hao, you know, you say for hello and for thank you. And it's just, you know, two or three little courtesies like that can, can help. I don't Profess to be at all, or try to pretend that I know what they're saying, uh, and and sometimes the, you know when they're speaking and the they speak so quickly it seems like you know we speak I think at a slower pace I don't know what it is they're, they're much always sounds faster to me I mean I've heard Europeans speak you know people from Spain or from Germany or whatever or France it never sounds as fast as it does in in, in like China and Japan sometimes the way they speak is just or the the speed of the words is, is crazy. I don't know. Uh, even trying to learn that language, I think it would be hard to, to know what, you know, to interpret it just because of the speed. But everyone was mostly, most of you know, all the meetings were pretty much, except for the last day there, most of it was all in English. Because that sort of uh, has become, maybe it is, a, a language that, that the world, you know, when you bring different people together, they unlike in the u.s although it's becoming more common to uh, require some foreign language but in in a lot of european and asia areas they learn english in school so it becomes the universal kind of language that people can communicate in so uh that that is helpful and 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 everybody's english uh, i have to say that you know people within the company especially you know their english is pretty pretty darn good it's pretty easy to understand them sometimes some have a little stronger accent than others and it's a little trickier but uh, it, it is it's certainly uh, easier than me trying to learn at this stage of the game uh to learn how to speak uh, mandarin or, or whatever but uh, so yeah the work part was cool it, it was uh you know the my company uh they have locations all around the world about 50 some thousand employees the building in shanghai that Axo nobel uh has offices in they have like it's a big high rise skyscraper type of building pretty close to this hotel uh, walking distance, just a couple blocks away. They have about f- they they have five floors on this building, uh, this big uh, modern office building. So it's a it's a pretty big location there in Shanghai for, for the company. The hotel uh, we were at this hotel called the Swiss Hotel, which is kind of funny to me. You know, staying at this. T- <laughs> I don't. I, I really don't know if it has any relation to Switzerland or if they just grabbed that name. I think it may be a company that's based in Switzerland. That has a hotel in shanghai they may have other places around the world i really don't know uh, but it was a great hotel uh, really really nice uh, i was on floor 10 i think uh, and it had like 22 or three floors uh you know of course in china there's a ton of people and shanghai is i think it's maybe the the, the biggest population populated city in the world i it's like 20 million people something like that uh just crazy amount of people uh, both, you know, walking on the street sometimes, uh, the traffic, all oh, the traffic, well, we'll talk about that. But, um, but so, you know, everything in, in Shanghai is, is all built up, you know, and I literally, I mean up, you know, multi, multi, uh, crazy high skyscrapers, you know, they just built a, they're building a new, this the, it's I think it's called Shanghai Tower, maybe, uh, it may have another term or words or, or something, uh, but, um, it's going to be like a, it, it's either the world's tallest building or maybe just under that one in Dubai, the second tallest building. It's not even completed, really. It's—it You can see it from there, from along the waterfront, which we went down and visited one day. Uh, but it's just amazing. You know, the whole city, I took a bunch of pictures and, you know, and the guys in the forum and Facebook and stuff. The, the place looks like you're in Blade Runner, in the movie Blade Runner, because there are these high skyscrapers. They're all lit up. A lot of them are lit up electronically and are basically billboards during the night you know showing advertisements and stuff like that plus you've got all these little stands people selling food on the streets uh you know just like rick deckard in blade runner you know going to get his little bowl of noodles or whatever from the or, you know from that that one little scene and and it rained too on top of that not only you know to feel like blade runner with the buildings and and the people but it rained a lot during the week we were there. Uh, and, of course, it, you know, I think Blade Runner, the whole movie, it's raining, isn't it, pretty much? So uh, all you needed was some flying cars, and it would have looked just like out of the movie. <laughs> uh, it, uh, But uh, we did have, actually, the last uh, week, I w- the last few days I was there, the last three or four days. And over the weekend uh, that I was there, the sun did come out. We had a pretty, pretty good uh, couple of days there with some sun. Uh, And it got into, uh, Fahrenheit-wise, maybe to about 50 degrees. It was definitely warmer and better weather, even with the rain, than it was in Michigan. So that was kind of a nice welcome relief. Uh, But um, let's see, where where else do I want to go with telling you guys about what happened in Shanghai? Uh, I guess I'll get get to um, just, uh, you know, I I, I love the food. The food was uh, some days pretty... uh, Pretty crazy, pretty wild. A lot of pork. They like a lot of pork. Pork, fish, actually not nearly as much rice at the places we went out to eat than, as I thought. Uh, sometimes we got it. Uh, lots of beer. There was this Chinese drink uh, that they brought out a few, quite a few times called uh, Baiju or Boju or something like that. I'm probably not saying it right. I think it's like B-A-I-J-O-U or U-O at the end. Uh, it's a pretty common uh, Chinese drink. It's a clear liquid uh, and it's uh, super strong. It's like 50% alcohol. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm not really much, uh, I'm not really a big drinker. I'll have a beer now and then and that's about it. I don't really drink wine um, but um, or I'll have something like a Mike's heart lemonade that that's about it. But again, I, I don't even really you know it's like one or two a week if that. Um, but, but these guys, you know, every night at dinner, it, it was basically beer, wine, or this baijiu stuff. Uh, and uh, I, I tried that. I mean, I could only—they they serve it to you, the baijiu in like um, in these small thimble-sized glasses. They bring out like a little. A little container of it, and you you fill these little thimble-sized glasses, and and everyone toasts each other, and then they fill them up again and toast again, and after a couple of those one night or a couple of nights, I was like, okay, I'm not I'm not drinking that stuff anymore. It tastes it's sort of a sweet uh, cough syrup kind of taste to it, and it just it's just super. Strong. I mean, you don't need to drink much of that stuff and your head's spinning a little. And fortunately, most of the restaurants that we were at or went to were, were pretty local. I think only one night we drove to, to some. And, of course, I never drove or anything like that. Uh, but we most of them were within walking distance of the hotel, which was nice. So uh, there wasn't really much danger there with people drinking and driving or anything like that. But uh, the uh, the food, though, was all kinds of stuff. Uh, fish, you know, pork, um, different little uh, vegetable dishes, some things I couldn't identify. You know, I'd ask, and people were asking. Uh, but, uh, uh, but I did have some eel one night, and that was very obvious that it was eel. There was no question. It was like a bowl of it. And, um, and this is my uh, kind of big fun and, and, and little story geeky-related that I wanted to really share on the podcast this week. But a friend of uh, that or a guy that I knew he works for the company that I work for for Axo He is uh, he's German. He works in Germany mainly, uh, although he travels around quite a bit. He's kind of does the same job I do. He's kind of my counterpart for Europe. I'm kind of uh, the connection to the the car companies here for the company uh, and a product manager for them but uh, he's that uh that is his position, but for European car makers, his name is Thomas and I knew him. He'd been, been in the United States last year in like June and we got to know each other then and I've had some communication with him since then. and uh, but the, on this trip I, I got to know him real well because uh, then there was this night at dinner we're sitting at dinner and they bring out this little bowl of eel. And uh, Thomas looks at it, and, and a lot of the dinners were at these round tables. Almost every night we were at a big round table, uh, sometimes multiple round tables, and they had sort of what I call a Lazy Susan on the table, but it's a big round spinning um, holder, I guess you'd call it, usually a piece of glass on a rotating spindle in the center. And they would put all these different food dishes, these uh, dishes of food, on this thing. And then the people around the table, you know, 10 or 12 of us, you'd you'd be able to move the round spinny, you know, food holder and and move food around to get to it. So they'd bring out different dishes. It's not like you got a plate of food and that was your dinner and then you were done. No, they'd bring out multiple dishes and then you just grab whatever you felt like. Of course, with chopsticks, which I'm kind of very fair at using, not very good at, uh, But this, uh, this one night I'm sitting next to Thomas, they bring this plate of eel out or this bowl of it. It was actually in a bowl, I think. And, uh, he, he looks at it and he says, he's like, Oh, that looks like gawk. And, and, and I, and I turned over and I look at him and I'm like, what, what did you say? And I kind of knew what he said. And he's, and he says, you know, no, that looks like, you know, Klingon gawk. And, uh, or actually he says, you know, gach, I think he just said the word again. And I, I said, do you mean the, the, like the food that the Klingons like to eat? And of course that like opened this floodgates of, um, any, he, any, he, and he says, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in his uh, German accent. And, um, and then it turns out, you know, as he, as he says it, and it's like, and I said, if you know what gach is, you know, you know, and then I say, "Kapla." Or something to him, and and then we just get into this whole conversation, pretty much ignoring everyone else for that night and for the dinner. Uh, but it turns out he he he's he's uh, he's a huge Star Trek fan, not only Star Trek fan, but a huge sci-fi and fantasy fan. Uh, and it was really really crazy how much it turns out that we uh, have similar tastes and interests and things uh so we get into talking about star trek he knows all the series he knows all the movies he knows details you know i'm, I'm kind of quizzing them we're quizzing each other back and forth to try to f- you know feel each other out as far as like what how far you know what do we really know well then he then it uh then he t- he says to me at one point as we're talking he says he says rick i i, I have to admit uh i i i have a uh I have a a Deep Space Nine uniform in my closet back in Germany, <laughs> and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So then I pull out my phone, and I'm showing him a couple of pictures from the the convention in Austin uh, from you know the fall when I was down there with the anomaly ladies and others, and, and you know I I am trying to decide how much to share with him, you know, because I don't really, I I kind of keep that stuff a little. Not that I'm embarrassed by it or bothered by it, but. I, I, I don't really talk a lot about it at work. I like to keep that sort of private for some reason to a degree. I, I'll let certain people know eventually. Uh, but, uh, and, and this is, I'm, I've been at this company a fairly short time, but, but then I, you know, since he's, he's already told me and let the cat out of the bag about, it, he's this big geek. So I showed him a quick picture of me in the, you know, my blue Star Trek uniform. And uh, he's like, oh yeah, that looks good. You know, the classic look and all. And, uh, and so then we, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really tell him anything about the podcast or the websites and stuff that I do. I, I didn't go that far, uh, but uh, but then uh, we're we're just talking all about Star Trek, Star Wars, other science fiction, and and the next few days. See, what happened with this visit was, the first week there was this big group of people there, but the last few days, this past week. Like uh, through the weekend and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it was really just Thomas and me together, uh, and also this guy named Weiwei who uh, who works in Shanghai in China, and and we, we visited a few places. So I was with Thomas a lot those last uh, about four or five days. So we would just you know talk all about uh, different sci-fi movies, TV, uh, and, and I remember on the last, one of the last, I think it was the last night we were we were coming back from dinner which was an adventure. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But uh the, um you know, he, he's just shooting out little TV shows and movies and asking, uh, you know, if I've seen them. And then he says like, you know, for an example, he says, how about dark star? Do I know dark star? You know, this 19 early 1970s movie uh, by John Carpenter, I think work. I'm going to sneeze. I think, in a moment so excuse me about that if i do but uh and i said yep dark star now i know the movie with the bomb the talking bomb and i said i, I told him i even read the book and basically it, and and i'm like and and i say to thomas i said thomas you know dark star wow i'm like you are a geek <laughs> and then he finally as he he can't really find much that i don't know he kind of smacks me a little bit on my shoulder and he's like you know bleep you reek you know you know all you know too much <laughs> it was funny it was in a humorous way of course but uh you know he was like my goodness you know he, you know i think he realized you know realized that um i'm, a, I'm probably a bigger uh, you know a geek or as much of a geek as he is in, in knowing all these different uh movies and television shows and uh but beyond all that it turns out you know we got into some deeper talks about certain subjects and things, and, and, and he really knows this stuff and he has very similar tastes and, and, and likes and dislikes and uh, it, 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 he loves going to the movies which of course I do and, and and the funny thing about that is we went out to see we went out to see the new Robocop movie at a movie or a movie theater across from the hotel in uh, in Shanghai and so we're with all these Chinese people in the in the movie theater it was kind of a smaller movie theater not a very big place but um, but uh, it was in 3D. It was actually in. Everyone asks when I tell them this story. <laughs> RoboCop was. It was in English, but it had Chinese subtitles, which really, after a while, when you're watching the movie, didn't really bother me that there were the subtitles there. And truthfully, a lot of the movie is action, so I mean, there's a you know a lot of dialogue too at times, but there's a lot of action too. I thought the movie was okay. I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't think it was anything spectacular. I mean, I think it's the same kind of a story as the original to a degree um you know the man versus machine are you really still a man inside this suit i'll tell you some of the uh, effects and stuff and when they were showing kind of what was left of of him in in the robocop suit suit it was uh kind of disturbing in some at some points it was kind of uh crazy but uh but yeah so we went to see that uh, movie there and uh it was uh, it was good the popcorn I didn't think uh, was as good as here I think I don't know if it was just because it was a little old it tasted a little old and a little stale uh, and we got some coconut water to drink instead of a soda uh, but uh, so that that was that that was like on Saturday night the weekend we were there uh, but yeah it was it was really good you know one of the coolest and best parts of the trip besides seeing China and Shanghai and all these crazy neat places and and just fun stuff is that was to get to know this thomas uh, very well and to to learn that i have a, a friendly uh you know a friend geek in germany and he's actually going to be here in the states for a visit in a i think i think he's coming in july i think is his plan right now for about a week uh, and i'm going to try to go to germany at some point to visit some companies and places with him over there so that'll be cool, and uh, yeah, we're we're uh, we're very uh, very similar, and that was a lot of fun to to find that out. Uh, it's just you know so much easier, so much we can talk about when I know somebody that who, who sees a lot of this stuff and knows it knows it very well too. The he he also is into fantasy. He has like a suit of chainmail, and uh, but I don't think he's been to any kind of a real sci-fi or, or Star Trek convention, and that uh, which surprised me just a little bit because of how much he likes it. And he's got a, uh, you know, I think in Germany, I think he's got a good opportunity. I think Germany tends to have a fair number of sci-fi and, and Trek conventions. I think in Frankfurt and a few other places. And, of course, in Europe, they've uh, they've had a European Star Wars celebration a couple of times now. So, uh, so yeah, that was very cool. And uh, I think I'm going to take a short break here. I'll come back uh, and tell you maybe a little bit more about the trip also talk about some of the things going on in the world of geekdom star wars uh, new clone wars some star trek stories and and that uh or but uh i'll come back and t- talk more after this break and during the break i'm going to play a little bit more of this uh, star wars chinese uh uh dub uh that i found on youtube and uh but i'll be back in a moment bye-bye or i'll be back i shouldn't say bye-bye right <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks give me a break so so <laughs> 被擊吧 不要向Obi-Wan讓自己被銷毀 哎呀你不能走你还没有意识到自己的中药你没有发现你的力量 加入我,我会完成你的训练 Tago Look, Yeah, so that's uh, I don't know if that's that's an official dub of Empire Strikes Back there with the Luke and Vader fight and Luke learning that uh, Vader is his father. You know, scene. I don't know if that's just. Somebody made that. I think somebody did made it because the the sound doesn't look like they've cut all the original uh, dialogue away. So I think that may be uh, someone doing it themselves. but I thought it was interesting and I uh, wanted to play a little bit of uh, Chinese and and in, in a sci-fi geeky setting. and uh, like I said, I was trying to find really like an opening, credits to star trek or one of the series you know dubbed in chinese on youtube it's probably there somewhere i just couldn't find it this morning probably if i was uh you know speaking of youtube in china i found uh you know when i was at the um, using the wi-fi over there like in the hotel that of course china you know every, uh, a lot of people have heard this but china blocks certain websites they block facebook they block YouTube, they block a few other things, Blogger, and I don't know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> and, and I lived with it for a little while. My phone, when I was using my phone over there, as long as I wasn't using the Wi-Fi side of it, it, it was phone access, I could access those sites. But, you know, a phone's a little awkward to post pictures and things. So I quickly found up uh, what's called a proxy server. For those who aren't uh, real computer savvy or technical, basically what a proxy does is it's a it's a website that looks normal like it might be just called uh, i think the one i was using was called like 82 games or something like that.com so on the surface china sees that as a like a game website or whatever it doesn't say facebook.com so they look at you going there and what you do is you have sort of a little sub box below that that you type in the the web address you want to go so it, it it sort of is is an it's like on the surface china will see you going to a gaming website but underneath you can basically type in any website and it and it and it does that it 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 does that for you the proxy sort of sends you there and pulls back the information so uh without i mean there's more more to it you know but it's basically a hidden way of, of viewing sites when you're over in these places and i i quickly started to use something like that a proxy because it kind of annoyed me a little bit, you know. I don't, I don't really care about the rules. I'm from the United States, you know. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be keeping anything away from me, you know. China and the government and everyone, they block these things because, in essence, they don't want people learning about other things and you know seeing how the rest of the world is and junk like that, you know, subversive ideas and it, it is really controlling the what their what their people see. And, and, you know, I've already seen all this stuff. So there's no there's no reason to stop me from seeing it, in my opinion. But I'm sure I was violating some kind of rules. And here I'm admitting it on the air. But hey, so be it. Let's see if let's see if anybody from China of authority is listening to this. And um, not that they could really do anything to me now. But it, it, and I and I guarantee you, I, I completely guarantee you that a ton of younger people over in China, Chinese people that live there, do this. I I, I completely, 100 percent, 110 percent guarantee it. It's it's very very easy to do, which makes it even more ridiculous that they bother to do it, because it, it, it's just it it takes nothing to get around it. it. You don't need to be a hacker or a computer guru or expert to do this. It is the simplest thing in the world. (laughs) It's just going to a certain website and entering in in a little box where you want to really go. I mean, there's nothing, there's no, uh, no there's no problem, no trouble in doing it at all. So, um, so I did that, yeah, uh, I was a bad boy, so <laughs> um, Let us see what, what else. On, a, on the geeky side of it, you know we saw Robocop. Uh, we went around to a mall. We, we went into a big toy store, my, Thomas and I on the weekend. We were just looking around this mall taking some pictures. There were of course a lot of uh, transformer type and Gundam uh, toys in this store, robots and things and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and a pretty pretty swanky, pretty nice toy store. I'll have to say that the prices of things over there in general were, you know, in Shanghai, it's a big city. They were kind of expensive. And we've heard this from the people in China before. They, um, we actually have a couple of Chinese colleagues coming in for the next couple of weeks in, into, the, uh, into uh, the states to, to pay, uh, visit and do stuff. And this is, this is the craziest thing. They will uh, come over to the United States and go to the malls and things over here and buy clothes and shoes and things, things that may even say made in China, but they can buy them much more cheaply over here than they can over there. Like, for example, there was this rack of, like, leather coats over there in the mall. And my friend Thomas, you know, he's, he's, he didn't bring a very nice or warm coat with him, uh, and it was, you know, rainy and a little cold and damp. I mean, you really needed a better coat. He just had a sport coat kind of that he was wearing most of the time. Anyway, we see this rack of leather coats, and I'm like, Thomas, maybe you should buy a coat. Well, these things were like probably around 1500 to 2000 U.S. dollars, and they didn't look like anything fancy to me. Uh, and, and I'm like, I told Thomas, I wouldn't spend more than a couple hundred on a coat like that. I mean, I, I don't, uh, I don't understand how, why it's so expensive. Maybe they were some name brand that I don't recognize or know. I'm not really a fashionista or, or somebody who knows about that stuff, but, uh, it was kind of funny though. It, uh, yeah, it, the clothing and, and certain items over there in China are definitely very, very expensive. Uh, and if you could get, you know, non, you know, off, off market and, you know, go to these little shops and markets, which we did a little. And, uh, there was this time we were in this market area and this Chinese guy just kind of followed us around and he kind of gave us a little tour. He just started talking to us, which is kind of neat. He was like a, uh, a professor or something. He did, he taught calligraphy at a local university. He takes us to this tea store and we, we see this, uh, lady, this, uh, her name was Lily and she teaches us all about different Chinese teas and what are good for us. And I drink tea a lot, you guys know. So, so that was kind of cool to learn about, but uh, let's, let's, uh, get off China. I've talked about that a lot. I hope it's been interesting. I, 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 highly, highly encourage, you know, uh, to, to, to just, you know, get out there, see the world, travel. If you ever get the opportunity, don't, don't hesitate. Just do it. Uh, it's, it's really cool and really fun. And I, I had a great time. It was, it was very, very cool. The people are great. Uh, the people in Asia, very, very nice. Although they drive like maniacs. They, they completely drive like maniacs. They honk their horns. The traffic is so bad. Uh, pedestrians they don't really care they'll hit you so like uh jedi jeff has been was telling me on the forum since he's been over there a few times and i already knew this from taiwan a little bit too but yeah if if you're you're walking around over there be very very careful it's uh (laughs) it's a little crazy uh i didn't feel ever in danger or anything like that you know in, in terms of like you know walking down the street and getting mugged or robbed not like i might in detroit sometime but but for cars, for being hit by a car, yeah, yeah, you got to be careful, got to be quick. So pay attention. But um, all right, I got to get a little tea here and uh, and making a bit of a mess on me. <laughs> but let's move on to talking about um, some geeky topics here. I think uh, the first thing I want to talk about, roughly, uh, I guess about a week ago or so, uh, there were some stories appearing online about. Um, the deleted scenes from Star Trek Into Darkness. Now, I guess the way to get these officially was when all the movies were released uh, on home uh, video. The uh, the Xbox version, the digital Xbox version. I think that's the only one you were able to get. About I think it's about eight or ten deleted scenes from Star Trek Into Darkness. They didn't show up on any of the retail packages that you know that were out there. And I bought a couple of them which was kind of disappointing. And I, I, um, this all, the story came out when I was over in China, I watched a few of the scenes. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see them all, but there's some cool stuff there. And I'm going to run down, uh, on TrekCore, they did a couple of nice articles about this. I'm going to run down the, uh, the different, uh, what, what the, um, what the different scenes were. The first was, and I, and I did watch this one was the, um, It was about uh, with uh, Pike, Admiral Pike and Kirk. It has to do with uh, the whole, you know, him falsifying the log and him losing the Enterprise. Basically, in one version of it, the Admiral is the one who takes the Enterprise away from him rather than Starfleet itself. And uh, he immediately says, you know, I'm taking the ship away from you. I'm, 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 you know, taking it away. I'm going to be the captain again, and you're going to be my first officer. And then, of course, in the movie, they kind of split that, they split that scene up into two parts and they also make it the the fact that starfleet does the 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 deed of taking the ship away which i think makes a little bit more sense that that it would have to be a starfleet decision not just pike i suppose he probably has the authority but um I, i think it makes it more sense and works better the way it was in the movie than it was in this in this version um but um but anyway so that's one of them and there was a scene a quick scene where uh uh, Carol Marcus and Kirk are going down to see the torpedoes. Uh, you know, they're, they're kind of going through the corridors and all that stuff. And they're talking and, uh, there's just a couple of extra little lines in there where, um, where Kirk says, well, now that I learned that you're, you're really, uh, Marcus's daughter, you can drop the accent. He says this British accent that she has. And the actress, uh, Alice Eve is British, I think. So that, that's really why she has the accent. But in the movie, basically, she says her her father was stationed in in London when she was growing up, when she was a small child. And, of course, she she got that accent by living there rather than, um, you know, that her father is British or whatever, since he's played by Peter Weller in the movie. So I don't think it was that important. You know, people have different accents sometimes for their parents or their kids. Uh, I didn't think that was real critical. The uh, the there's another scene where Ahura is talking to the Klingons. It's a little bit longer than the version you see in the movie, and she kind of comes off in this uh, in the version. Uh, this other version is a little bit more uh, st- stronger uh, and a, and kind of more of a badass, really. In this version, uh, but uh, but then the end of it, Kirk kind of goofs up, and uh, I, I like the I I, I like. I like the fact that Ahura has more dialogue and more to say in this version. The end of it where Kirk kind of messes up the, the situation and he comes out of the shuttle sooner, I don't like that. I like the fact that Khan is the one that really starts the whole process by shooting uh, that big gun that he has. But I do like this one where Ahura where is acting more like she's in charge and, and there's more going on. So that that's kind of a, a mixed one. I, I, I think I like the, the first version there a little bit better. There's a little different version of um, of the Kirk and Klingon fight too, and um, also along the uh, along that whole uh, time of the movie that goes on there. All right, uh, next scene that they did was this thing with um, where Thomas, who is the uh, character, of course, that blows up that little archive. He calls uh, Admiral Marcus and he talks about John Erickson they use the name John Erickson instead of John Harrison um, it, it, this scene is okay the coolest thing about that scene is in 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 Marcus's office hanging up in the in the office there's a uh, what looks very much like an original series version of the enterprise it's called the the Biddeford uh, the USS Biddeford o, NCC 0718 uh, hanging from the ceiling there big. You know, he's got all these little model ships in his office, and this one's kind of hanging above it. I think it's kind of, a you know, beyond the ship hanging there, which which people have, you know, I can see people saying that could be a little confusing, but, I you know, Starfleet has all different kinds of, of ships and, and versions, so I I thought it would have been a nice little nod. It, it might have been kind of cool. Having uh, this Thomas character, Call, and uh, I, I think interesting i don't know if it makes any difference that much i mean i think the reason they kept it out was to to keep the surprise of of Khan and erickson and and harrison or whatever out of the movie a little bit longer of that whole thing but uh um anyway and, and also i think the bigger thing is is that it reveals that marcus is kind of a sort of a bad guy here at this point in the movie and i think that was good to keep that a little quieter uh what else uh oh there's the the whole captain's log scene after their 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 um rescue of spock on Nuburo. Um, these uh, there's a scene with kirk on the bridge actually dictating this log where he outright lies and says they don't even like go to the planet and make contact in any kind of way he doesn't even say that they don't even they do the volcano thing and save spock he just kind of brushes it off and says they they don't even go there um so he says he's he decides in the in the captain's log he says we've decided to stay away from the planet completely and that's but all his bridge crew are around while he's dictating this log lying and i think if i was the captain uh you know and i was going to falsify a log i don't know if i'd do it in front of like a whole bridge of of witnesses so i i think it makes sense that they don't show that i think in the the movie i I don't think it helps i think it makes kirk look kind of goofy and, and and stupid in a way and 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 wrong truthfully that um you know the kirk in the original series would have just admitted what he did you know he 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 would break the rules but typically the, every time he broke the rules starfleet would know exactly what he's doing and since he was such a great captain or something else other reasons they would always sort of just slap his hand a little bit pretty much and let him do it here he just outright lies you know he just completely lies and i think um i think that's kind of a mistake and maybe something he's learned now uh, we'll see if that that ever comes up again, where he has to break a rule, but he just admits that he did. He said that was the right thing to do. So, um, what else do we got? Uh, there was a little different of a scene. The one I, one I didn't watch was was Kirk Kirk seeing uh, Pike get shot. Kind of, um, I think the difference there is he comes back in the in the final version of the movie, and it's more of a shock and surprise that he sees Pike lying there. Uh, dead and, and near Spock I think that it plays better in the movie so that works better to me uh, there's a scene with Scotty uh, talking to the hangar control you know of the big uh, place where the USS vengeance is being constructed and it's it's basically the Han solo getting into the you know into <laughs> into the uh, uh, onto Endor and all that stuff so uh, you know it's a way to get through the shield and it's scotty basically bluffing his way through and i i liked it i thought it was kind of good i i I think it was kind of nice to have some reason or some them showing something about how scotty breaks into the station so uh and then there's a scene at the end with um the the hairwoods or harwoods who is a little girl who gets saved by khan's blood where kirk ends up meeting her and uh you know this is like after the ceremony there that they have at the end of the movie, and I, I like this scene. I kind, I kind of like that one. I wish that was in there. I think it, it's kind of nice that Kirk and and this little girl, uh, Rima, I, or no, not Rima. Rima is the the mother. Um, I don't know if the little girl has a name, but but they get to meet and they kind of smile at each other. So they're both two two people that have been saved by Khan, and they kind of have a connection there which I like. Uh, I think that would have been kind of nice to have as a little, a little piece at the end of the, at the very end of the movie too. Uh, and maybe I got to believe that at one point we're going to get another deluxe version of, of Star Trek into darkness and they will have some of these scenes. And if not all of them are more, uh, available on, on the, uh, on the discs. So, uh, it'll, it'll come, it'll come. Uh, and that's just the way these guys suck more money out of us. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to take another break. I'm going to come back and kind of get caught up on what, uh, what's what been going on in the movies and TV in the last couple of weeks. And that's going to kind of wrap up today's podcast. A little different, a little more casual, like I said earlier, uh, and just, uh, just a way to get me back into the groove here. So I'll be back in a moment. We are the Rusted Robot Podcast. Lower your shields and surrender your minds. We will add your MP3 recordings and opinion on geekery to our own. We will adapt to embrace this culture. Resistance is futile. It's the bog. Captain, they've adapted. Commander Adama, Cybermen, Daleks, and Cylons are fast approaching. Jump gates forming in multiple sectors, and the Doctor's nowhere to be found. What are we going to do? Tune into the Rusted Robot Podcast at therustedrobot.podbean.com and on the iTunes Store. Sean and Bridget Vanderloo's love for all things geekery and robots are our only hope. Oh, boy. Get rusted today. Robots. Cyborgs. Androids. Oh, my. Rusted robot. All right, uh, let's see. What's been going on in the world of TV and movies in the last couple of weeks? Uh, TV was—I'm was, was um, I'm still catching up. I've got a lot of stuff on my TiVo. Um, I recently got a new TiVo that has the ability to stream to my iPad and not only stream but download shows. And one of the reasons that I got it was I was able to, believe it or not, uh, even though it was very slow and didn't work all that great, but uh, when I was in China— I was actually able to use my iPad to connect to my TiVo here back in the States and download episodes, download shows to my iPad in China uh, through the Wi-Fi. And the, the, the Wi-Fi in the hotel was pretty slow, so it took a long time, a couple of hours to download a show usually. But I did that with a few shows and was able to kind of keep up a little bit. You could kind of, it supposedly allows you to stream, but it was pretty, it was because it, the connection was not that good, it was easier, better to download it. It was like buffering always. So uh, that, so that was neat, neat to be able to do that. So I'm still catching up. Uh, talk about the geeky things. Uh, let's see, um, I'm caught up on Arrow, which is which is fantastic. Still, just a great show. Uh, also, Agents of Shield had another episode, which was good. The 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 lady Sif from Thor is showing up this week. I think this show continues to um, to improve. I have a feeling in my gut, I'm thinking that this show, even though maybe, I don't know what the ratings have officially been like, but I have a feeling to keep sort of the Marvel momentum going, I have a feeling it's enda, It's going to end up being renewed, would be my guess, I, I bet. But we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I'm really still enjoying a, a heck of a lot. Two two shows on early in the week, at least in the States, uh, the Almost Human show uh with carl urban uh, as the future cop with their android partner that's a fantastic really fun show i've heard it's a little borderline for ratings the other one that i'm really enjoying a lot too is is um intelligence with um with josh holloway uh and megan ory it's this show with the guy who has the computer chip in his brain that that show i'm just getting a real big kick out of and uh, I like it a lot. Uh, so both of those are, are really good and have sci-fi elements. You know, some, uh, I guess, the almost human probably a little bit more since it's in the future and androids. But uh, this chip in the brain thing is is pretty cool. And, and that's a great show, too. Walking Dead, I think I'm one episode behind on that. Uh, they've been doing good, though. That, that the, Since the series came back, it's it's been pretty cool uh a non-sci-fi show that i'm liking that came back from the second season is uh the americans which uh it's about these russian agents in the united states in the 80s uh which is uh which is a cool show not not sci-fi but still fun the big bang theory fun as always grim still good uh what else anything else uh person of interest uh, not super sci-fi but 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 a cool show uh, I, the vampire-type shows, the originals, Vampire Diaries, still still liking those quite a bit. There's a new series, uh, From Dusk Till Dawn, the series that's being uh, coming out here uh, that uh, looks pretty cool, although it's on some weird cable network. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, I think, is doing his own cable show or cable network, so I don't know how I'm going to see that one. I'm, I'll figure out some way, but... Uh, <laughs> um, think that's most of the tv that i've been been catching up on and watching uh there's some sci-fi shows that i watch like being human and lost girl which are, which are both good uh but i think that's that's covers it pretty much oh the once upon a time shows are finally back after being gone for like three months uh i, I didn't watch the wonderland one yet uh but that's on again tonight it's back on the air the um once upon a time so uh becky uh, let's uh back over on the movie front what's been going on at the movies i I'm, I'm behind on things i i haven't gone to see this new 300 movie that i played the be, uh, the little tv spot for at the beginning of today's podcast it opened this weekend i want to see that liam neeson movie nonstop, even though it's it's i just like his movies they're always fun and uh it's not sci-fi uh, i did see robocop uh what else um Oh, I'm reading. I'm trying to get through Divergent since that movie's coming out here in a couple of weeks. I'm really having a hard time with this book. It's just not really doing much for me. I'm about three quarters into it, and it's just... I don't know. I I don't think it's anywhere near as much fun as the Hunger Games books or or movies, uh, so far at least. We'll see. I mean, everyone... I, I keep hearing people saying, oh, yeah, it gets really good eventually. So I don't know if that happens in this first book at the end... Or in the, in the second book. I think it's a trilogy. But the f- weird thing about this divergent thing is that the the movie trailers that I keep seeing for it, it comes out in about two weeks. It doesn't look anything like what I'm reading in the book. There's little bits that do, but uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff in these movie trailers that I have not seen in the book. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's still to come. Maybe it's in the last little bit of the book. I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but... Uh, yeah and then of course we've got captain america coming in in early april so that's that's going to be great I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that oh on the airplane i did watch a, a fair number of movies uh, one of them that, that sticks out in my mind uh that that has sort of a fantasy element i watched the the ben stiller secret life of walter Mitty, which uh, i really enjoy the, the the cool thing about it sort of related to the trip was that Walter Mitty is this guy that hasn't really ever done much or gone anywhere. And then he goes on this big adventure tracking down this uh, photographer is, a, is a, a big part of the movie. And so he goes on all these crazy trips to places and, you know, just just wild, wild kinds of things that he gets involved in. And I, I'm not going to say too much, but I thought the movie was, was really good, really fun. Uh, I, I still have not watched, even though I know who won. I haven't watched, I have the Oscars, the Academy Award uh, show on my TiVo, and I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch. I want to watch some of the fun stuff at the beginning with Ellen and and some of the things that I heard that happened. I, I obviously already know who won, so I don't really need to hear about that too much. Maybe I'll watch a few of their speeches. But it's the usual for me, the Academy Awards and Oscars, most of the movies that they talk about and and won aren't movies that I really saw. I am only seen a couple of them. So, uh, it's not a big, doesn't have a lot of interest for me, at least personally, you know, they never recognize they don't really, you know, even gravity didn't win. Did it win much at all? So, uh, you know, which I feel is just kind of like, really, <laughs> that's a fantastic movie. Come on. Uh, but uh, which I got to pick up now. I think it just came out on uh, DVD and Blu-ray. I got to buy that one, so uh, so that'll be good to have. I've uh, Got to get Lynn to watch that one. She she didn't really want to go see it in the theater, but I, I think I can get her to watch it here at home. So what else has been going on out there? Uh, I guess that covers it pretty well for TV and movies. I think uh, you know we're getting close to getting into the springtime pretty soon, even though the weather here still stinks in Michigan. It was minus, or not minus, I think we're at 15 or whatever Fahrenheit today. I guess minus if you're in Celsius, um, but um, pretty crummy still. Lots of snow on the ground as well. Uh, but soon it'll be the time for spring movies, summer movies, and, and all that. And we should really start hearing some pretty, you know, more details on Star Wars 2 Episode 7. I mean, what's going on with that? I mean, we, we we should be hearing some more official casting. They should be filming it, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, speaking of that, speaking of star Wars, the clone Wars season six, huh? Netflix finally, uh, not finally, I guess, uh, you know, they only announced it maybe a few months ago and now it's on season six is on, I think it's, is it 10 episodes or 12 episodes? It's not a huge amount. I think it's a few less episodes than they did per season normally, but it's all up on Netflix season six. So another reason to have Netflix that, that, you know, best eight bucks or whatever you spend per month out there for entertainment, Uh, I'm trying to stretch them out. I I don't really binge watch stuff much. So um, I only watched the first episode yesterday uh, involving a a problem with a clone, which looks like it's going to sort of be a a little bit of an ongoing story or or situation in the the series for season six. I don't know how many episodes that little uh, piece of uh, trouble will will follow them. But I don't want to say too much if you guys haven't seen it. But, yeah, it's good. It's fun to have more Clone Wars. Hey, you know, I love the series, and uh, it's nice to have some more to see. So that's on uh, Netflix, I I guess, exclusively. I don't think it's anywhere else. I'm sure it'll come out probably in a few months, uh, maybe sooner. I don't know if it's already up on Amazon, but I'm sure at some point you'll be able to buy season six. I haven't bought the other seasons yet. I almost was going to buy the one to season one to five box set thing, but now, now I'm not sure if they're going to do a one to six box set of the clone wars. So who knows? Um, but, uh, but yeah, we can watch it at least on Netflix for right now. And, you know, folks, I think that's going to wrap up today's show. Pretty much. I, my voice is not quite as strong as it, uh, normally is. I think I'm still a little hazy from the trip and, and everything, but, uh, and I'll you know tossing on that stupid daylight savings time thing that started uh, today. So I think I'll wrap it up. Uh, I, but I will share uh, what is coming up on Treks and Sci-Fi over the next say month or so. We've got the schedule pretty much mapped out. So this is what to look forward to. Uh, March 16th next weekend, you're gonna have Meds here. Meds is gonna do another guest spot. Uh, Meds has this af- affinity and love for old 80s, 90s TV shows. He's going to cover two, I, th- I think each of these shows had maybe one season. Maybe one of them had more than one season. I don't know. Automan and Street Hawk. That'll be next week with Meds. Uh, in two weeks, I will be here with a TOS episode. Uh, look uh, at the uh, uh, episode from TOS called The Alternative Factor. That's the one with Lazarus, if, if that rings any bells. Uh, on the 30th of uh, March, at the end of the month, it'll be a TNG episode with guest hosts, the Moyers. They're going to look at the episode, The Child, and that'll be cool. I know uh, the Moyers love the TNG, so uh, they'll be covering that episode on the 30th. On April the 6th, I am going to be here to look at the overall complete Star Wars The Clone Wars uh, series uh, I'll have, uh, hopefully by that point, I'll have watched the sixth season, and we'll talk about that as well. So that'll be on the 6th of April. On April the 13th, uh, Mark will be here, our, our, our classic sci-fi guy. Mark will be back. he would be looking at a, a movie that I've seen quite a few times. One of my favorites from that uh, 50s era of films, Invaders from Mars. That movie used to scare the crap out of me. Uh, when I was growing up and saw it, uh, I saw that movie a lot and, uh, it's, it's really good. So I'm looking forward to that. So that's what coming up, uh, on Treks and Sci-Fi the next few, uh, few weeks, month or so. Also, uh, just a few little comments and details. Of course, you can always email me treksf at gmail.com. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions, anything else, just shoot me an email uh, please join our Facebook page. Just go to facebook.com slash forward slash Trexan Sci-Fi, all one word. You'll find it there or just search for it. Uh, also, the the uh, forum. Check out the forum over at trexansci-fi.com forward slash forum. And you, if you want to join the forum, just shoot me an email with the username that you want, and I can hook you up. Uh, reviews on iTunes, PayPal donations, all that good stuff is is very much uh, welcome and appreciated. And links to everything is always on the main page over at treksinsci-fi.com, Or you can use the shortened shortened version, which will shoot you direct, redirect you over, treksf.com will also work. So that's about it, folks. I hope you enjoyed some of this sort of funny, you know, stories from Shanghai. Although I, I don't know if they were really funny, but fun, I should say fun stories from Shanghai, and my trip over there. I could have talked another hour or two all about that. It it was really fun. It was really a lot of fun, Uh, even though I was tired quite a bit the first week. uh, But once I got my legs there, it it was great. And even when I was tired, I was like, yeah, I'm tired. I deal with it. Have some coffee or whatever. But um, but yeah, it it was an experience. I'm sure I'll I'll be heading back at some point in time. I have no doubt about that. I, I think it'll... I don't know how often that'll happen. They have these global meetings for the company every every year or so and they, they vary where they do them. They've had one in Dubai, they had one in Asia, they had one in Europe. The, the, the funny thing about it or one thing that may happen for the next one is it actually might be in the United States. We were thinking about Vegas maybe, yeah. So uh, so it, it would be nice to be to have that meeting in the US to feel, you know, to show these guys the U S to, to, you know, a little bit, uh, to, uh, although I, I certainly welcome having another one somewhere else in some other part of the world, which, uh, which would be enjoyable. I'm sure there'll be one in Europe at some point that I'll probably get to, which I think typically, well, I think they've done them in, in when they've done them in Europe, I think I've heard like in Germany and in Paris and France, I don't know if they ever did anything in the UK. Uh, there, there is a UK location in, in, I think it's in felling in the UK. So, um, so anyway, that's uh, that's what's coming up, I guess, for me. So I hope you guys, uh, like I said, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed uh, hearing about some of this stuff today. A little different type of show, but I wasn't uh, really up to doing a full, like, cover some subject episode, whatever, for this week. I, I knew that would be the case, and I'm glad I, I listened to what I, you know, what I was thinking before I went on my trip even. <laughs> Plus, I wanted an opportunity to share some of those stories with you, and if I had to cover some other subject too, that would have been kind of squished And I wouldn't have been able to share as much. Uh, So um, that's it. I'm out of here. I'll talk to you in two weeks. Next week, Meds will be here with Auto Man and Street Hawk. So take care, everyone. Bye-bye. in.